Hello, everybody, and thank you for tuning in to the Liberty Report. With us today is Chris Rosani, our co-host. Chris, welcome to the program. It's great to be with you, Dr. Paul. Very good. You know, in a little bit, we're going to start our regular comments that we like to start off with, and uh, we'll be talking about uh, climate and, you know, the serious problems we have with climate and what we know how to handle, that we know how to handle. But before we do this, I want to remind all our viewers about our partnership with uh, Birch Gold. Uh, this week was an important week for gold, and I had several calls. People come in, you know, gold, I think it was below 1700 for a little bit, but now it's popped up and it uh, recovered rather quickly, as, and it's very volatile. There's no doubt about it. So, <clears throat> but I had calls, calls in and say, you know, is this a good time to buy? My answer is that over the years, I've been looking at this uh, just a few years back, since the 1960s, even uh, before the Bretton Woods uh, uh, self-destructed. But uh, no, I've been. I think about a lot of. I sort of have come to the conclusion, and I'm not in the investment advising business. I do research and report, so I'm not telling people what they do and how they do it. But generally speaking, <clears throat> somebody taught me this a long time ago that if you have money uh, and it, you, you can use it for investment. Uh, out guessing the timing sometimes it's very difficult I decided I was one of those that I couldn't stand the testing oh I don't want to buy today I'm gonna to buy tomorrow I'm gonna to sell today this way but some people are good at it but you know if uh, somebody wants to <clears throat> you know uh, study a little bit uh, more there, there's a free report available uh, and the number is on the screen so if you dial this number this free report talking about gold and the importance of gold, uh, you can get this report by just clicking on to that number. Okay, Chris, I want to go into uh, our, our first item today, and, and that is, uh, you, you, you know, the uh, ra radicals are really scaring us to death. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there, there's a climate crisis coming, and, uh, and people uh, are frightened, so they say. But uh, we have found out that uh, when you start doing a little statistical study and that uh, about 1% of the people are really terrorized. But that, that, see, they thought what they could do is just turn the switch on and terrorize the people over, uh, over the climate and uh, like they were able to convert a bad cold and a few mm -hmm. other things into hysteria over, over COVID. COVID. And this is, uh, this is something, though, is important because there's a lot of money spent. There's uh, bits and pieces of truth about, uh, you know, climate control and the, the mess that we have. So uh, I think it's really worth studying and thinking about it because uh, we've more or less have come to the conclusion <clears throat> that if there is a problem and the government gets involved, they either caused it or if they caused it and they want to correct it, it's going to get much worse. And even if it's a point of nature and they get involved, uh, it, there's not much hope that the government's going to come up uh, with a solution. Mises always uh, made, made the mention that when you allow that to happen in a bureaucracy, they write a regulations and there are unintended consequences they never dreamed of. But his argument was, if, if you do a regulation, you're bound to create two new problems. So you have to write two more regulations. And that's, of course, why the uh, uh, why the Federal Register are thousands of pages long and nothing seems to change no matter which party is in power. It just keeps on on and building. 
But this whole idea that uh, they're going to do something with, uh, uh, with climate and solve this problem, uh, I, I think it's way out of, uh, out of control. But in a way, Chris, it just may be that they see what they're doing as being very successful. Because what if they're part of the effort to cause chaos in our streets? Was there really a, a, an intellectual reason why hey, we had this horrendous uh, lockdown over, over COVID? But we did have chaos. We had a, a lot of mess in the streets. And if, uh, if you are concerned about uh, wokeism and the movement toward cultural Marxism, believe me, chaos is not a fault. They don't think, oh, it didn't go like we wanted. Maybe for some people that's exactly. That's not everybody who's concerned about the environment or inflation or whatever. But the people who orchestrate the policies, uh, they, they have a goal because otherwise it's unexplainable. You know, why would the government do, do these crazy things? What about, what about the efforts by our administration right now uh, dealing with inflation? And, and, and look at what the president has done. Oh, the oil prices went up when you cut off all the supplying and the drilling and, and uh, more regulations. And then, oh, yeah, the prices went up. Oh, it's Putin's fault. It's Putin's fault. You know, but I think people who are behind that kind of policy, uh, they, can't be, uh, they can't be that removed from reality, thinking that what they're doing makes sense. But we hear, we hear one of the uh, Secretary of uh, Transportation the other day was that, uh, that, that, that infl- inflation is, is good for the problems we have. It'll make people conserve. And, uh, of course, that's a bunch of nonsense, exactly opposite of what the market wants. The market wants to say more freedom, more productivity, the better and more honest distribution of wealth and, and the conditions that we like. So that, that is a, a big fallacy. But to me, the big question is, are we going to move toward depending on and promoting all government solutions now about, you know, the climate, we can handle the climate, or are we going to say even that? might be uh, something that the government need not get involved with. I for, I, for one, I don't sit around worrying about it because, you know, some days are hot and some days are cold. <laughs> and, you know, I, I believe in, in, in a lot of this control, but I believe it comes through a thermostat. That's what you need. You need a good thermostat and uh, you can be comfortable. But if you have a government that says, no, we're going to solve the real problem, uh, you know, it's CO2 and get into all this stuff. They, uh, they, they, they will make it much worse, and that will become the problem. That certainly was the major problem of COVID. And that is not to say that people didn't get COVID and didn't, people didn't get sick, but I tell you what, I sincerely believe the problems have been much worse because all those booster shots that Pelosi and Biden have taken didn't seem to help uh, protect them. And we do know that natural immunity is better. So this whole thing, whether it's climate control or whether it's uh, treating bad colds and COVID viruses, believe me, there's a much better answer found in the cause of liberty than there is by where is the bureaucrats? Where are the bureaucrats that we need to solve these problems? Well, someday, Chris, they'll have to wake up because what is happening now isn't doing so well and the monetary system isn't doing so well so they will have to wake up uh, people are waking up but they still don't have a grasp on what has to be done and where the real inflation comes from chris R- right dr paul and you know government has no shame 
they did such a great job with the COVID emergency that they now want us to surrender everything to a so-called climate emergency. And unfortunately, as we all know, uh, propaganda works a lot of the time. We know from all the useless wars that have been fought that have done nothing but bury our country in debt. We know of the uh, last few years of COVID propaganda and tyranny, but it doesn't work all the time. You know, they've been trying to get this climate fear for decade after decade after decade. It's gone under so many different revisions and names. At first, it's too cold and too hot. They're settling now that the climate is just changing. Uh, you know, but fortunately, despite all the propaganda that we see every day about it, people just aren't falling for it. And Dr. Paul mentioned uh, that 1%, that was from a New York Times poll of all places. They ran a poll and just 1% of Americans named climate change as the most important problem facing the United States. But, you know, so the Biden administration looks at that 1% and what did they decide to do? Declare a climate emergency. You know, Biden is going to use his executive powers to fix the weather. You know, and if this was, and we're not gung-ho about Republicans, but if this was a Republican who, where 1% of people care about this, and he's declaring, you know, executive powers, they'd be calling him a dictator, uh, you know, around the clock. But no, Biden gets a pass. He's going to be the executive that's going to fix the weather. And, you know, it should be obvious to people this is about, like, like COVID, it's about control. You know, control over our, our lives, but it's just a different excuse it's that, uh, you know, they're going to fix the weather. And that is, boy, would that be a bad excuse to surrender your liberty in the belief that government is going to fix the weather somehow? You know, we have the same problem going on right now. At the moment, it's not as, as severe as it was during COVID. And that is, uh, who speaks for science? And how do you debate science? Well, you, you know, the people who uh, were promoting all the vaccinations, all these things, they, they, they wanted to define science, and uh, there was no such thing as a debate, and there was no way to know the absolute truth other than what they said. So that meant everybody had to have vaccinations, and there was no such thing as natural immunity, and uh, little kids should get the shots anyway, and they're preparing for the, for the next uh, uh, epidemic, and the kids uh, the, are, are going to get these shots. But you know, uh, up until a year or so ago, they didn't talk about uh, climate uh, change. Uh, the picture wasn't quite so big. It said, oh, it's warming. It's warming outside. I often wondered why they kept talking about warming because, you know, I was raised in, uh, in the north in Pennsylvania and, and came down here in the 60s, both for, for, because of the military and my medical practice. And uh, one thing that fascinated me was, uh, you know, the fact that you could have grapefruit trees in your yard and oranges. And there were, there were uh, farms in the Houston area that were, you know, commercial. And they raised these crops. You didn't have to go down to the valley. I don't think there's any of those businesses right now right in the Houston area. And I know that all of my trees have frozen. And so, but that was in the middle of, you know, global, uh, uh, climate warming, you know, and we had to, had to do something about the warming. But all of a sudden they quit talking about it and we, they wanted to talk about uh, climate, the whole, the big picture was different because the statistics didn't fit this, their scenario. They were showing that the average uh, warmth that was uh, uh, coming was, was not a big, big deal. So they switched it over to the climate. But I think right now we're going to hear more about uh, global warming because we've had a hot spell. 
And I guess a few people didn't have their air conditioners fixed, and they're they're hacked off about this. But anyway, that's uh, uh, it's just propaganda. They have their they have their goals, and <clears throat> this is a tool of the grainies. That's a whole political system. They're part of the cultural Marxists, and they're they're not their interest is not the people. If they were, the most important thing you could deliver to the people would be a society that respected and protected liberty. That, that's, that would mean they really are concerned. No, they're protecting power and they want to run things and uh, they will paint it like they're, they're the saviors because they will, they will say, you know, we need to fight these wars and those are the real wars because we have to fight for uh, peace and peace and prosperity and uh, we're going to save democracy and we have to defend our constitution. And none of, the, none of that is true. All these wars, how, how has any of that been achieved in Ukraine right now, or Vietnam, or in Korea, or in the Middle East. It was always the same excuse. We gotta promote our values. We gotta promote democracy. And of course, the more I think about it over the many years about democracy, at the beginning when I first found out that the founders didn't even like democracy, mm-hmm. and it's never even mentioned in the, in the Constitution, that uh, all of a sudden it's incessant. I bet you could turn, if you listen to any of the MSB, MSM uh, news, they're going to mention uh, democracy many hundreds of times every day. And uh, of course, it's the dictatorship of the majority that uh, we, should, we should fear. And uh, we, we have to change the scenario because r- right now things are in change. Things are, people say there's a big reset coming and we're involved in it. And what does all that mean? And I think it is, it is important. But uh, if they don't know what uh, it causes, uh, you know, these problems that we face, like the lockdowns for COVID, it's a philosophy of, the, of our government where we turn over too much authority to special groups and they end up controlling Congress. They end up controlling finances. The investment system gets, uh, you, you know, uh, very, very much involved. And this ESG is a, is a big thing that the investments are dictated that way. If you if you follow things politically, and lo and behold, what has he created? Big corporations, social media, all all these groups, they're they're locked in with the radical left, and uh, and, and cla- claiming, and some of them don't believe it, but but they're the the those who are in control, and they can uh, get the subsidies they want, uh, uh, the Federal Reserve, the way they direct credit, and the bailouts, all this is important. So just for survival purposes, a lot of these corporations dig into it. But a lot of them believe this baloney, you know, and this is, it's a big thing, and this is just one part about it. So if they get away with uh, uh, this, and the 1% uh, get forgotten, or the 1% turns into 90%, we're in big trouble. But fortunately, most of the time, the people uh, make more sense out of these things than the government. The government has ulterior motives, and that's why the founders work very hard to keep the government very, very small, and the people you know, very much involved. Unfortunately, we do not have that today, but there's no reason why can't we, we have to give up striving for those conditions. Very good, Dr. Paul. And I, I wanna to touch on something that you mentioned earlier 
if climate change were a real problem, and there are people that really believe that it is, well, there is an iron law that you could count on, and Dr. Paul even mentioned this. Government would just make it worse, even if it was a problem. Uh, you know, we always hear, oh, no, we need bold and historic government action. Well, you know, it should still be fresh in our minds, all the bold and historic action they took against COVID, right? Not only did they not fix anything, they created tons of new problems on top of COVID. So then we had to deal with COVID and all the new problems that government added on top. So, you know, looking to government to go fix what you believe to be a problem is the wrong way to go. And if you believe in climate change narrative, you know, be as bold as you individually want to be. You know, eat the bugs, live in a pod, ride a bike, don't have kids, you know, all the recommendations they make. You know, if that's your belief system, then, you know, have at it. Just keep the government out of it and keep other people out of it, you know, uh, you know, other than trying to persuade them. You know, we believe in liberty and we're trying to persuade other people to believe in liberty too. Government is force. Government is not meant to be, you know, it's not persuasion. It's not meant to be a tool that you use to make other people just like you and to live just like you. Unfortunately, too many people do view government as a battering ram to make others like them. And as we mentioned in our title, that is the real emergency, the loss of liberty. Very good. You know, they're, they're talking about this emergency, climate emergency, and then they have to find people to blame. And, and whether it's COVID or the climate or any other problem, uh, the word they like to use and they still use it and they're very careless in using it because uh, I imagine most of the time they use it, it, it has no meaning anymore. And that is that uh, a person who supports a position. So if you support the position that, you know, uh, natural immunity is something we should, uh, you know, think about because all medical students up until recently, uh, you, you know, they were taught about natural immunity. And they, they say that, well, uh, we, we, have to, we have to do this because uh, otherwise it'll get totally out of control. And that's why they say we, we, have, we have to do it. And the word they use is a terrorist. You know, and how, how many politicians who are just in disagreement and were dis in, in disagreement back to some of these regulations on COVID, uh, they, they, they called them terrorists. And uh, the politicians uh, that they really love to hate, the ones who have a truthful answer to the shenanigans that are going on, they, they are the real terrorists. So that's to, that's to destroy their credibility. And uh, then they go ahead and set up the stage for, for do, doing all the things they want and try to, uh, try to uh, control all the legislation and all the innuendos. But... Um, you, you know, uh, the policies, the policies uh, do um, most of the time under today's conditions, you know, backfire. If you had a policy that guaranteed that the Federal Reserve was going to be audited and they couldn't in, uh, inflate the currency and they, they, they couldn't monetize debt, that would be a policy that would be good, but it would be eliminating bad policy. That would be the point there. Uh, there's, you know, just think of all the things done uh, regarding COVID and all the regulations that were done. Uh, the, this, I don't know which regulation was beneficial. Uh, you know, they, they, they work hard to find something. And the one that is probably the, the really the silliest, once if you hear the speaker and the president getting COVID, 
and other famous lefties, when they, when they come down with a case of COVID, they said, well, they had the vaccination. Oh, they had their booster shots too, and they got it. Oh, that's good. That's good because they didn't get as sick as they could have been if they hadn't had all those shots. But they never look and find out the statistics of the people who never had any of that nonsense, uh, you know, didn't get sick at all and didn't have to go through this and the risk of, of taking, taking some of those shots. But uh, now whether, whether it has to do with, with COVID or the, or the monetary system, they don't, if they don't want to correct the policy, what they do is they come and tinker. And if inflation, for instance, one of the worst things they could do is have uh, wage and price controls because it just clinches the, uh, uh, the whole economy and locks down the economy. So those are the lessons that are available to us. Uh, history can show this. Uh, the principles of liberty are uh, based on moral principles, and they are also very pra practical, too, because if you want to look at uh, the statistics, the freer a society is, the more prosperous it is. The more authoritarian a society is, the poorer it is. All you have to do is look around the world today or <laughs> look at the cities in the United States. <laughs> look at the big cities or the states that are much more authoritarian uh, but so far they're getting away with it because uh, they're still they still have access to the federal treasury and uh, you know they they just say you know they make their case and and since it's all leading to chaos and that's what some people have they continue the the process but there's no evidence to show that the more authoritarian a society is the healthier and the happier society is otherwise people would have been just so delighted with the uh, uh, Marxism of the Soviet system. Well, that finally ended because it's self-destructed. So that is what we have to point out in order for people to at least talk about this. And one of the worst things that came out of the COVID thing, it, it, uh, except for maybe 10 doctors who became well-known and got on TV and wrote books, they may have lost their jobs, but there's no discussion. And I've said it many times as I was going through medical school, the debates over, over illnesses and, and the different approaches, uh, that, was, uh, that was a big deal. And uh, we, we, we had these seminars where we get two well-known professors really go at it. But that, that it was, that's not the case now. The case now is if you don't believe in, uh, if you don't believe in natural immunity, uh, you're a terrorist. And you're killing people. And they've used those terms. So, uh, but let's hope this 1% is saying, look, you're overdoing it. Uh, we're skeptical now about, uh, uh, you know, all about this stuff on COVID. And uh, we're pretty darn skeptical about, uh, you know, this whole thing about uh, climate control. Excellent, Dr. Paul. I will finish up. Uh, I believe that the climate emergency, quote unquote, is meant to be the forever emergency. You know, for the most part, the COVID tyranny came to an end, for the most part. But, uh, you know, climate theory will, will never end if people buy it. And, you know, fortunately, the vast, vast majority of people are not buying it. As that New York Times poll pointed out, only 1% believe that this is the most important problem. But if people ever did fall for this, uh, there will never be a time where government would say, okay, we fixed it. You know, the climate is no longer changing, I guess. You know, that, that, will, that day will never come if people buy into this. If they are allowed, the government and their, you know, pet corporations, 
to monitor every move, every product, every transaction, in order to make sure that everything is climate friendly as they define it, then they will never, ever give that up. You know, so, but there's good news. You know, they may think that this is inevitable, but they also thought that there were things inevitable during COVID. You know, they were trying to make us show passports to go to a ball game or to go get a hot dog at a restaurant and shame on all those corporations that actually tried to implement that, those stadiums for the ball games, you know, the restaurants, some of them, a lot of them were forced to, but shame on them for actually trying to impose that here in America. But you know what? In the end, they did not get their wish or not getting their wish of vaccine passports. So there is, you know, that is a very good thing to latch on to. They may have all these crazy plans for everyone, but they are far from inevitable. It just needs enough people to be vigilant enough to protect their individual liberty. Excellent. That's exactly our goals. And we should do whatever we can. But we also need help in doing this. Keeping our program going is one thing that is beneficial to us uh, in getting our message out. But everybody has a responsibility. I claim that if anybody has come to this conclusion and agree, you know, in general of what we've been saying, that you have a moral responsibility to spread the message for your own sake, for your family, for your friends and neighbors, and because it's good and because it's the right thing to do. Uh, but it, it isn't up to the individual. Some people feel overwhelmed. How can I do it? I'm just one person. And I ever, ever since I have not been actively campaigning, I keep meeting a lot of people. People have their own radio shows and doing videos and all kinds of writing. And they're promoting this liberty. There's no way uh, that you can tell how, how much good you're doing if you spread a message. Because if you convince one person, say, you know what, that is right. I really believe that. You, there's no way to know what that individual does. He might, he might get one person a day, but he might become a writer and, and, and get people by the hundreds. That is what really counts, not what's going on in the universities because not much good is happening. But the resistance is building with the people, and we do have organizations that uh, are teaching the, uh, the, the, the right thing. But, you know, back to this whole thing about preparation for this emergency. I think Chris makes a very important point. But, but you know, uh, this week, I maybe it was today or yesterday, I read, uh-oh, we're really in trouble now because somebody came up with COVID and monkeypox together. And uh, that'll scare you. And, and that's not to belittle, you know, the, the disease. But it's, it's great propaganda for their side of the argument. And you, you do wonder about how these stories. But, uh, you know, people can't, it isn't even on the radar, a lot of people, about it, other than the fact that every once in a while they'll get a report on, on, the, on the news. Uh, but uh, they, they are preaching, preparing for the next uh, emergency, the next pandemic. Uh, the uh, uh, states were asked to be prepared. Now, this is the one I really don't like because I think it's 49 out of the 50 states went and bought up and ordered all these vaccines for the next, next pandemic for the kids. Probably, probably they shouldn't even be getting it. They don't even know what the emergency is going to be like. I think Florida was the only one that rejected. We're not buying this stuff because we're not going to. We're 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 not going to likely ever use it. But it, fear is easy to build up. Uh, and and the other thing I think that is a driving force today when you look at all the court cases going on and all the kangaroo courts is the uh, is the is the propaganda that. 
that happens, the Department of Justice, that uh, to try to sort some of this out. There are some lawsuits going on right now to try to, you know, as the dust is settling, to try to defend oneself because of the harm done with some of these regulations. So people are waking up. There's, it's, conditions are better now uh, as far as the number of people waking up than it was two, five, ten years ago. Certainly in the monetary issue, there are a lot more people uh, waking up. That doesn't mean that we're on the verge of a major victory because so far the toughest converts to, uh, to produce getting a convert in Washington, D.C., that's a different problem, and they still have a lot of power. And the worse the conditions get, the more they cling to their power and the more determined they want to turn, you know, the problems. And, 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 not, and they end up, uh, anybody really objecting, if they call them a terrorist and committing treason, uh, what they do is they're really hating those people. So uh, fear is there, but there's a lot of hatred out there, and it's built on that. Because, uh, quite frankly, uh, if you go take the numbers and you do it on an individual basis, you know, and I think it's the fault of uh, some on our side, you know, conservatives and libertarians, some say, with a, with a broad brush, sweep everybody. But, you know, on a one-to-one -one basis, I didn't find that to be true. There were a lot of p people in Washington, they did their political duty because they are on a committee and they, they went along with it. But deep down in their heart, they they weren't they they really weren't as nasty as they appeared, and they would have reasonable conversations. That was one of the reasons I had the 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 uh, Liberty luncheon while I was there because we had people with different views that came, but it was all off the record, and we got to know each other, and it was uh, it was uh, it was uh, much better. So I'm not uh, pessimistic on the fact that we can't get convert. Over the years, I have been much more impressed with the number of people who have come across this message and have joined in, and many of them through my previous activities. I, I'm amazed at that, and nobody will know if there were 10 or 20 or 2,000 or whatever, because the message is spread. It's a, uh, it's a, a, a remnant idea. There are people who have clung to the principles that we hold dear, whether they're economics or moral principles, and, uh, and, and, and it's something that we can't say, well, we lost 100,000 this week, we gotta do this. And you gotta sort out the propaganda from the truth. So seeking truth, of course, is on the top of the list for all of this. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today to the Liberty Report. Please come back soon.